0: Gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Dollar up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. Curry, right downtown, top. This the tagger. Here's the problem I'm seeing. Zion's gonna want out soon. the i I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. Day five of the NBA trade line is here, guys, and this has just been so mind-blowing. This has just been so, so, so mind-blowing. We got six days into the NBA trade line, and it is just going off the rails. I'm not even kidding with y'all. Uh, if you guys have not heard the Kyrie Irving news yet, oh, buddy. You guys have to be hearing this news. Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from Brooklyn. Joe's test side does not want to give uh, extension, does not believe that Irving deserves a max contract, a max extension. He wants to go play for the Lakers. He's not given out his preferred list yet, but the Lakers were in there. But guys, oh, this has just been going... I'm not going to recap everything here because I want you guys to get the full experience on Kyrie Irving and everything by going to my other podcast episode. Um, as I want, you guys, I, I want you guys to go there because I have great news on Kyrie Irving. And I just want everyone to know by listening to this 28 minutes, I'm going to tell you more than a lot of the other experts because... Shams just confirmed what we said. I said that the Phoenix Suns could be a potential suitor for Kyrie Irving. And now it has been confirmed. I was more hesitant on the trade on how they're going to get that done. But I know that Kyrie Irving become a, can become a Phoenix Sun. Along with the Clippers and the Lakers. And all of that was confirmed by Shams and a bunch of other people. But I have broke that first. So guys, by all means... Go listen to that now. I don't care if you have to pause this episode, but go listen to that now. The Kyrie Irving drama, or not drama, but all the news, just just riling us up. But yeah, guys, we're going to be jumping into today's podcast episode. If y'all are new here, I'm your host, Josh Unix, and I'm happy you are here. Or if you're returning, even better. Let's keep this train going before the NBA trade deadline. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. It will be the biggest mistake of your life. Okay, I could be an exaggeration, but still, you do not want to miss it. You know where to find me on all platforms of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr, YouTube, all of those different platforms and more, so you do not miss it, guys. You do not want to miss it at all, so just subscribe, follow, turn on notifications, like, retweet, share with your friends, family, and that stranger that you met at the coffee shop. Just do it. We're going to get into it today. I'm going to have more Kyrie Irving news tomorrow. Plus, guys, I'm going to be doing live 2K streams tomorrow. More information will be coming out later today on that. And... um. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to be talking about Kyrie tomorrow. So if you guys want to pop in, you got questions, I'll be playing 2K. I'll be going up against real-life people. I'll probably be continuing with the My Career Series. I'm going to keep going with that. I'm going to keep grinding. And we're just going to have some fun. I'm going to be talking about Kyrie Irving. I'm going to continue to talk about the trade-on podcast coming out from now to 9th. Just continue our journey with this hectic and very exciting NBA trade line. So go ahead, guys. Give me a follow on YouTube at CordsIQ. Do not miss it. And guys, let's jump into this podcast episode now. We got a lot to talk about. Whew! We got lots to talk about. You got the Suns, you got the Lakers, you got the, the Jazz, you got a lot of teams. You got a lot of players. And then we're going to be talking about the all-star snubs and who got the reserves. As I'm actually very interested in that. I don't think it was right that uh, players like Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, and Pascal Siakam got pushed aside, but it is what it is. We're just living in this wacko NBA universe, and uh, we can't do much about it. Anyways, I want to start off with something... Very, very interesting that i think many of you guys have been expecting and not expecting at the same time. And this has been involving Bones Highland. Bones Highland has been very up and down in the trade rumors and reports. He is supposed to be very, very easy to trade. That many teams are going to be acquiring him like the Minnesota Timberwolves. However, and there's a problem. Um, Bones Highland could or could not be getting traded. What do I mean? Well, what is what I mean? The Nuggets. So, Highland reportedly has had friction with the Nuggets coaching staff. The second-year guard would like a bigger role, but Denver has concerns about Highland's ability to hold up defensively. There remains some bitterness from Denver towards Connolly for how he left the Nuggets for the Wolves this past summer. That could be a holdup towards a deal coming to fruition. So a trade may not be happening between Denver and Minnesota for how Tim Connolly handled his departure with Denver. Which was kind of strange, but I'm not going to relive all of that. So you have that going on. I wouldn't be surprised if it took a longer. I think in the end, Highland will be traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I just don't think it will be right now. Give it a few more days. I bet you by Monday or Tuesday, Highland will be traded, and it will most likely be to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Get what you can out of Highland. You know he's a promising, promising player, but if there's defensive liabilities there, then... They want to ship them off, but I know Minnesota can use them. Plus, they already have strong connections there between Highland and Connolly and everyone else in that organization. So, keep an eye out for that. And now, guys, I'm going to just rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to talk about the Raptors. I talked about the Nets and the other podcast episode just pretty much blowing it up, most likely. I give scenarios where KD is going to get traded because he doesn't want to be there anymore. i talked about Kyrie coming to the Suns because of the long-term plans involving and not involving uh, Chris Paul just because of old age and him potentially retiring. I've talked about all the different scenarios. I've talked about how the Nets are going to blow up the team. i talked about Ben Simmons. Now I want to talk about Toronto Raptors. And it's really no surprise that the Raptors going to blow it up because if Pascal Siakam has nothing left to play for after they trade uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Fred VanVleet. Because we all know about the reports coming out and rumors of them wanting to move both of those guys. They don't really want to have to pay both of them because they just don't view them equally or the same or at all. Um, and I just realized equally and the same. N- never mind. My brand has been working overtime for the past few days. Anyways, there just been a lot of reports coming out. And I just want to say this to you guys. Uh, that there is an increasing belief that OJ Nobi is ready to move on from Toronto. And if so, the Grizzlies and Pelicans are very interested in, in Animobi and are ready to make a trade. That's how I'm taking the information right now. But I'm not going to roll anything out. There's been a lot of teams. I get the Suns are there. I just couldn't see the Suns trading from. I would love to have OJ Nobi, but... I don't know, especially if Kyrie Irving's on the table. So you have to take all these different factors into it. But, yeah, i see. Ananobi's going to be gone if Fred Van Vliet gets traded, okay? Or if he goes in the in the offseason, right? Doesn't want to come back. Gary Trent Jr. could be on his way out because he could be making more money in free agency. And many people know it. Then if there's just Pascal Siaghi who's like, "Huh, eh, we're done with that. So this could get really ugly for you Toronto fans just trying to prepare this fan base. So if you guys are having high hopes on a very disappointing and shocking season, who you guys were favored as put contenders, but whatever. Just disappointments as always. Unless you take that 2019 season with Kawhi Leonard. It's just been very, very bad and very, very poor. But, but I will say this. They got the draft picks coming up, so if they're able to travel these guys, that's the one upside. They get all the draft picks and maybe some players. But uh, yeah, go for that rebuild, guys. Become the Detroit Pistons. Trust me, that will work out. Look where the Detroit Pistons are at now. I actually feel bad for the Pistons because if, say, Cunningham didn't get hurt, they'd probably be a little under 500 and not this massive explosion rebuild the team that they're turning into just because of injuries and different things like that. Um because I was talking about Bones Highland and how likely he was to be traded, uh Jared Vanderbilt <coughs> Pardon me. Um of the I put the Utah Jazz? Oh man, it's embarrassing. And I know the Phoenix Suns were interested in Jared too I'm sorry, of the It is the Yeah, Utah Jazz. Yeah yeah. Sorry, no I was looking this up but at first it was showing me Denver Nugget photos for the one season he played. And I'm like, that that's not right. But yeah, um no, he's with the Utah Jazz right now and he's a decent player. But he is a player that is increasingly likely to be dealt before the trade line. The Portland Trailblazers have interest in trading for him. Okay, I can't argue against that. He wouldn't be a bad pickup. He's definitely not a starter, but it's not a bad pickup nonetheless. He's having career year, uh, career year numbers and points and assists. Things along those lines. And almost eight rebounds per game. Like you can't be upset about that. I don't think so. So I would keep your ears. And eyes up on that. Ears open. Eyes. Well, up. I-, I don't know. Whatever that phrase is supposed to be. Be out. I wouldn't be surprised if both. Bones Highland and Jared Vanderbilt. Both left. And both got traded. I wouldn't be surprised. Highland is an up-and-coming player, but with his defensive liabilities, it's making him more of a trade target than anything, than an untouchable target, right? And Jam Vanderbilt, it is what it is with him, but he's going to be dealt. Because how many teams has he been on? I think it's been like three, because I know he went to Denver, then went to another team before returning to Denver for like, what, nine games? Yeah, so he went to Denver, Minnesota, Denver, Minnesota. Minnesota Utah. So three teams. He he's been bouncing back between Denver, Minnesota, Denver, Minnesota, Minnesota now Utah. Like how does it even work? And he's been he's only played 217 17 career games. 2018, 17. 2019, 2. 2019, 9. Cuz he was traded from Minnesota to Denver, then 2020, 64, and 2021, 74, and 2022 51. So he's getting more games, but he's not bad as a 23 year old, but he can obviously improve, but he can be a good player. With the right team, he could be molded into a double digit scoring guy if given a chance. I truly to believe that. Even if you only give him five shots, whether those would be freeze or not, or just twos, whatever, but still, you get what I'm saying. So with the right team, so if he goes to the Terminal Wolves, maybe. I want to rule that out. Now this one is actually very interesting to me. Um I'm just trying to wrap my brain around this. Um The Pistons. So it's not about the Pistons, right? I was making fun of them, but I like Bojanovich, don't get me wrong, but the Detroit Pistons are turning down trade interest for Bojan Ivanovich. And it's being said they may even reject. The unprotected first round pick they were looking for in order to keep him. Also, and it should be noted, the team is looking for a draft capital in return for Sadiq Bay and Alex Burks. I don't mind Sadiq Bay, but it is what it is. Like, I would rather have Sadiq Bay with Bodan Donovich and just get rid of Alex Burks, but I, I get there's a the reason behind it. So, would you really want to keep Odonovich instead of getting a first rounder? I'll have to know the year. I have to know the year, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. He's getting older. I think he's like 33. I know age is not a factor for some guys, which is cool and all, but would you really want to pass up a pick like that? Six foot eight, 218, um, yeah, he's thirty three, but he's playing very good basketball. He's averaging career high in points and assists, plus shooting 49% from the field. And almost career high minutes. You know what, I would just keep Bogdanovich. I don't know, just keep him. I don't think there's any wrong decisions there. I think you would be better served keeping him. So do it. I wouldn't be against him. Now, I am a guy that is saying, maybe trade this player. And it would come for the Magic, as the Magic makes Mo Bamba available for trade. So the Orlando Magic have made Mo Bamba available in trade talks. As we all know, Bamba has fallen out of Orlando's rotation now that the Magic are mostly healthy. Well I while I don't know the teams that are interested in Mamba's potential, it is being reported, especially per Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, that there's multiple teams remained intrigued by Mamba's potential. And he is a seven footer that is averaging ten points, eight rebounds, and almost two blocks. And that was when he was playing his most significant playing time by far. To put together a career best season. Last season. So I find that very very interesting. Uh, so Mobamba's contract essentially expiring 10.3 million deal. Because for next season. His 10.3 million contract is non-guaranteed. With a late June full guarantee date. Ahead of the 2023 free agency. So. Take as you will. But I think if you give up like a second rounder, you can get him. Like two second round picks, maybe a player. I think you could. I wouldn't see why not. And with everything happening, with how everything is just speeding up in the world and now you add Kyrie Irving to it, Malik Beasley is getting attention. Because you remember, Malik Beasley is averaging 13.6 points in 53 games this season for the Jazz, mostly off their bench. Mostly off their bench. And he's considered to be one of the best shooters available on the trade market. That is why the Jazz believe to have first-round pick offers for him. Yeah, remember, Utah acquired him from Minnesota as part of the Rudy Gobert trade this past summer. And now, while he's supposed to be making $15.5 million this season with a $16.5 team option next season, I can see teams giving up and ponying up first-round picks in order to get Malik Beasley because I am a fan of Malik Beasley. I think he's a fine bas- uh, basketball player. I'm not going to lie. He's 26 years old, four. He's obviously having some great seasons. Sure, in 2019, he was averaging 20 points a game, and he has not hit that since. But, still, coming off the bench. For being a bench player, this is certainly huge. I'm not going to lie. He's been with Denver, the Minnesota, and then Utah. But, yeah, I can see Utah trade Malik Beasley. Because you're not really going to use him that much. Because if just gonna be a bench guy... Get the picks. Get the first round. If you believe that you're gonna have like these first round picks, then by all means, do it. Trust me. You want to do that. I I would be I would be against them not doing it. If you could get a first round pick from Malik Beasley, right? You're just gonna keep them. Um... Because if you're just gonna keep them on the bench, get the pick. That's how I see it. Now, guys, I want to switch over to the Blazers real quick because I know we talked about the Blazers in the past and, of course, them being interested in Jared Vanderbilt. And I just want to reiterate this real quick because reports have come out uh, per Brian Windhorst of ESPN, right? And the Blazers are absolutely in buying mode ahead of trade deadline. They're trying to build this team around Damian Lode. I know they've been saying that for years, but they're looking really good, and they really want to make a huge push. And they're just trying to be the best that they can, right? Because what's what's the Blazers' current record? I know it's like below 500. Yeah, 25 and 26, a game at 5 p.m. today. So you have that going. But it's fine. You can turn that around because you have, I know Nerf is this out, but you have Damian Lode, that's all you really need. But you put a team around Lillard, and it could be very, very dangerous very, very quickly. And no, I'm not just saying that to say. I honestly do believe that. So, that's where we're at currently with the Blazers. Besides that, I, I can't think anything of any other news that is evolving the Blazers, right? I think we're fine on that. But yeah, um, I just want to let you guys know that. So if you're like, well, where do the Blazers stand? Even though they're having interest in Jared Vanderbilt, they're definitely in buying mode. Selling mode, I don't know, but they're picking the buying mode. So that's very promising. Um, Real quick, guys. Even with the Kyrie news, as far as I know, per Zach Lowe of ESPN, the Suns aren't interested in trading Chris Paul. Quote, let me be clear, I don't think they're trading Chris Paul. I've heard nothing about trading Chris Paul. In fact, I've heard the opposite. And many people are like, well, what happens if the Sun is just part ways? Maybe his time is up in Phoenix. Maybe there's just no more welcoming. And while that can be the case in certain areas, it's not here. So don't don't go into that mindset. It's, it's nothing like that. Trust me, it's not. I don't want to see Chris Paul traded, but would you give up Chris Paul for Kyrie? You got to think about that future. That's all I'm going to say. But no, don't think about Chris Paul right now. Unless something drastically changes because of the Kyrie Irving news, Chris Paul should not be traded. And that was per Zach Lowe from ESPN. Now, I do want to say something real quick. A lot of teams are interested in Zach Levine. You got the Los Angeles Lakers, the Miami Heat, the New York Knicks, and the Dallas Mavericks. They've been consistently mentioned by league executives as teams with a desire to trade for Zach Levine. I obviously I absolutely and obviously absolutely believe that Zach Levine's time in Chicago is dwindling. I think their window that have a lot of those guys are dwindling especially the way their season has been going. So, yes, I believe Zach Levine is going to be traded, whether he's going to be at this trade-on or next season, whenever, I think he will be gone. I think that will be played out that way. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat got him. The Lakers, they're going to go on in for Kyrie. But imagine this. Let's say they get Kyrie and Levine. You would have Levine, Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. With Thomas Bryant And Roy Hachimori, And Roy Hachimura. Imagine that. Just imagine a team. Woo! Buddy. Oh, man. I would love to be in that position. If I'm the Lakers. But I know that I can't always have. you have to give up. But obviously, I didn't include Russell Westbrook. But I think you get... I think you could get Levine and Kyrie for a few first-rounders. Want to see why not? I know you have to give up some players, but I want to see why not you couldn't go for that push. If if I'm Los Angeles, if I'm Rob Planka, I would consider that. I would go after that. I want to see why not. I think there's a very valid reason to try to go after that and try to entertain those ideas. And I'm being 100% honest while I'm saying that. But yeah, um, with that being said... That's all I got on the breaking news around the league. Now, I am very, very interested in the All-Star break that's coming up in the All-Star game. And I'm very interested in the All-Star reserves. I'm not going to talk about the starters. I know I've not expressed that because of the deadline about the starters and stuff like that. But I also do believe Joel B got robbed. He should be a starter. Let me just say, I love how the following day after... Being announced that he was not going to be a star. that he got snubbed. He drained a game-winning shot, a buzzer beater, over Nikhil Jokic. And he put, oh, it was such a good win. It was a 40-point performance. It was something I have not seen. Oh, it's just so, so good. And he should be MVP. So I just wanted to say that. So, the topic of today is just reviewing the All-Star Reserves and who got snubbed. I'm going to have some bias in here because Devin Booker got snubbed. Not a snarter, not a reserve. He got completely snubbed, which is so insane. Bro, I got a lot of people. I got a lot of people to talk about. But let's do this. And congrats to everyone that made this list. Sure am I iffy on some, but still, it's a cool accomplishment when you get here. It's a very high honor. So take it as you will, right? That's pretty much what I got to say. But, okay, here we go. Eastern Conference, we have Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. Tyrese Halliburton is a first-time All-Star, so congrats to him. He's been playing, actually, very well. And then you have, on the Western side, Paul George, Shago Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, Laurie Markman, John Morant, DeMonte Sabonez. And Jerry Jackson Jr., I believe, is a first-time All-Star. So, congrats to him. St. Louis Markkinen. I think she's been there? But we have a lot of first-timers, for sure. We have a lot of first-timers. So, I like it and I don't like it. For many reasons. So, here, I'm going to tell you the guys I got snubbed. The guys I got snubbed were... Uh Dar- Darren Fox... Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, James Harden, Deva Booker, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Beller, Pascal Siakam. Okay, um, I don't care which conference they're in. I'm just going to be honest, right? I don't, I don't care. But, um, I'm just going to do players, right? I'm just going to do players. Darren Fox, okay, maybe it's not his time yet. Maybe it's not his time. Maybe they're like, okay, maybe next season. But I honestly say it could have been. Because he's averaging 24 points, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists off of 60, 50% from the field. Jalen Brunson, that's kind, of, that's kind of like a highway robbery. I think Jalen Brunson should have been put in as a reserve. 20, 23 points, 3.5 rebounds, and 6 assists off of 47% from the field. Uh, career numbers in assists and points and minutes being played, okay, kind of got robbed out of that. Anthony Edwards, he's been put on a clinic. I know not many people are talking about Minnesota, unless it's trade-related, but come on, talk about, he's Anthony Edwards. James Harden, I don't like Harden, I saw he was declining a lot, and I know he still is, but He's averaging 21 points, 11 assists, and 6 rebounds. Like, what more does he have to do? Off of 45% from the field. So what more does he have to do to impress these people and get voted in? So... I, I Yeah, it's just... It, it, it is very, very tough. Like, James Harden should have made. Devin Booker should have been made in. Because when you look at it, fine, take the game because everyone's like, well, they played more games, and they, they weren't injured as much. Okay, check out the minutes, the total minutes they played on the season. Devin Booker's been hurt for five weeks, but played more minutes than Jaron Jackson Jr. and some other guys. He should have been in. Same with Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis didn't get hurt, he would be in the MVP conversation. And Anthony Davis played more minutes, too. Jimmy Bowler, okay, you can do a foul, but Pascal Siakam? That's where I'm starting to draw the line. Him and Devin Booker. You just don't do that, okay? And I'm being honest. You put the 20 year old in there. He has, he's averaging 25, 8, and 6. He would be the first guy averaging 25, 8, and 6 not to be an All Star. That happened for the first time in NBA history. So y'all better pray he does not end up with 25, 8, and 6. On the season, not being all-star. Because that would be the biggest fumble I have seen in a very long time. So I am disgusted. While well, I'm happy for those players, I am disgusted that Pascal Siakam, Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, and Jalen Brunson did not make. I think they got snubbed. And I think James Harden, Anthony Edwards, everyone else got snubbed to a certain degree. Look, James Harden should have been in. I'm going to say that. But... Whatever guys, That that's where we're at. That's where we're at now. And I get it, people aren't going to take it as a big deal, but I do. And so a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys. So I find that kind of disappointing. I think Devin Booker should have been in, because I'm just going to make the argument for Devin Booker. The Suns were a top three team, we were first in the West for a good portion of the time, until Booker got hurt. When he wasn't hurt, Suns were soaring. They were NBA favorite, NBA final favorites, or they were on just were peaking out. They were on the top of their game, or then when he got hurt, guess what? You ready? They they stunk it up. They were no good. So and then they had a they had a lot of struggles. They had some good wins. They had a lot of tough losses. But Devin Booker was averaging twenty seven points off of forty seven point seven percent from the field, four rebounds. And five assists. Um, I just want to say this. That he, he's averaging career high n- numbers in points. And minutes being played. Well, almost minutes being played. But you guys get what I'm saying here. He's got robbed. He's very tal. He's very talented, and he got robbed because it's like, what more does he have to do? He helped the Phoenix Suns. Then when the Phoenix Suns got bad because he wasn't there. But when he is there, they're soaring. And I hope this Tuesday against the Brooklyn Nets, they're able. He's able just to smoke them. I hope that. He, I hope that he can. I would love that. I would love that so much. Huh. <sighs> Yeah, um, just a lot of craziness, a lot, a lot of craziness. Just all All Star snubs. Devin Booker and Pascal Siakam, um, outlined some. They had it. They are the they're they're leading the charge on that. I'm just gonna look up Anthony Davis's stats real quick. Before he got injured, he was averaging 27 points, 12 rebounds, and almost 3 assists per game. Off of 58% from the field. Yikes. (coughs) Yikes. Career high in, uh, almost in points, a point off from tying his career high. Uh, He has a career high in rebounds, uh, and a career high in field percentage. Yeah, they got robbed. They got robbed. And Nimbia has a lot of explaining to do. A lot of explaining to do. Ugh. Absolute bananas, guys. Um Yeah, I just I don't know how to explain that one. But guys, this was a short podcast episode, as that's all I got. I'm disappointed in the reserves, to a certain degree. I know the game's on February 16th, so I got that though for. So It's either the 16th or the 19th, 1-2, but the All-Star break is coming up in the next two weeks. A little, at, uh, a little after the trade-on. Again, guys, for the Kyrie Irving News, go check that out. Go check it out. Go check out the other podcast episode just click out of here and go to that episode. You guys will not want to miss it. I'm pretty much breaking down everything. Everything. Right then and there. Again, guys, 2K streams popping up tomorrow. Time will be revealed later. We'll be talking about all things basketball. I'll be getting into a lot of games tomorrow. And, yeah, we're just going to do it that way. And, guys, that's pretty much all I got to say. And with that being said, peace out, everyone. Have a great weekend. I'll see y'all Saturday.